I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. Okay, so goal is to finish the seventh parak today. So I uh, well, let's reread it, and then I decided to. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want to call it cheating or not, but I looked at the art school footnotes um, to uh, <laughs> yeah in the Gemara. Oh, yeah, yeah, to, uh, to bring in uh, yeah, no, to bring in like the additional mafarshim uh, because we tried looking at Rashi yesterday and couldn't uh, find anything. So so let's just read it again. Someone who goes on business to another place and the people in the city that he's going to levy a tzedakah tax on him. Uh, he gives it to the people, to the poor of that city. And if they are many, uh, meaning there are many people who go to this other city to, make, to do business and they levy a tax on them, then the people give it to the Gabayim, and then when the people come back to their hometowns, they bring the money with them. And they, they uh, uh, give it to the people in their own city. Um, and so our question was, what's the point in the people collecting it if uh, if they're just going to give it back? Um, and if it's for chashad, so then how does this get out of the chashad? Like, you know, they could still get out of the stock. Okay, so so footnote guy in our scroll says, so we did the Gemara yesterday, which is the same thing. So it says, Town officials are authorized to tax the community to raise charity funds and to force individuals to pay the amounts for which they were assessed. A visitor of less than 30 days, which is a new fact, okay, which is just in terms of like how long this is going on, uh, who intends to return to his home cannot be forced to contribute. Nevertheless, if the town officials did levy such a tax against him, he is subject to the rules set forth here. Okay, so so they they so that's why the rum that's explaining one thing that we didn't really notice. That's why the rum the rum said. Um, he didn't say the word "im," but like the, the question is like, if they did this, if they charged him with this tax, then he has to pay it. Uh, but it doesn't mean that they have to. Okay. It's just something that they did. Okay. Next fact. Um, although they're, uh, so the Gemara said, um, so they should give the, the assessed amount. Okay. And the footnote 39, this is what we did in Rashi. Although they're not obligated to contribute and ultimately their contributions will be refunded, they should nevertheless comply less people suspect them of not paying charity taxes. So I think we were thinking of it that, people will suspect them of like not doing to their mitzvah tzedakah. This is making it clear that people will suspect them of just like getting out of the charity taxes that they should be taxed when they're in the city, you know? So everyone has to go through the motions of giving the, the taxes to the, uh, to the people in the city, even if it's going to be returned to them, because you don't want to have people having exceptions, you know, um, in, in terms of like not giving money. So that makes more sense than what we had yesterday, I think. Yeah. And then this last part, I think, is also in line with what we did yesterday, which is um, Oh, we read this. Sorry. This is the Brysa now. Oh, so the Brysa is the one that clarified for an individual. If an individual went to another town and they taxed him for charity, then it should be given to the poor of that town. So um, it quotes a Me'iri. In fact, we could just look at the Me'iri instead of relying on the uh, art scroll. Um, what? Since I'm hearing that, the Amara is not prone to taxes. 
<laughs> Except for all the stuff that says Tomina Kahami don't have to pay certain taxes. Um Megillah 27A. Uh Meiri. I assume this is the Meiri here. Um Or not. Oh, here we go. Bnei Ha'ir, Shehim Rabim, Shalchul Le'ir Acher, Supasko Aleim, Tzedakah, Nosnim, Osa, Liyad, Gabai Ha'ir, Shlo Yechashtu, Benodirin, Be'ena, Nosnim. That must be a phrase. So people don't expect them of being no dare and not giving. Be'achar Kach, because I think it is, I think we're going to see later on that it's the form of a netter, I think. I don't know what mechanism they use to tax, though. Be'achar Kach, Chosrin, Benodirin, Osa, Mayhem, then they could take it back. to give it to the people in their city. See, that's clarifying also. Then there's no chashad since they separated it. That's a weird phrase. But a yachid goes to a city um, and they levy a tax on him for tzedakah. He's batel vis-a-vis the makom. Dakaso, I don't know how you his tzedaka doesn't mean his righteousness. Um uh stands there like the other tzedakos, Shelbane Osa Ha'ir, like the other people in the city. Vrabim Sha'amru Yesh Vrabim Sha'amru. So the Rabim that they said, Yesh Parshu Ad Asara. So some say as we read in the Ravaz, it's the majority of the people. Here he's saying some explain it that it's up uh, to ten. Hayab Osa Makam, Shinadru Lasham, Shinadru Chacham. Hamis Asik, no, no, this has got to be a different thing. All right, let's just go back to the uh, summary here. So he says, in contrast to the contributions of a group of visitors, the donation of an individual visitor is not refunded when he leaves town. Rather, his contribution is distributed to the local poor. An individual perforce becomes subordinate to the public. That's what it means he's battled to the Makom, whereas a group retains a separate identity. Some say the 10 people are needed to constitute a group. What was that? Uh, of necessity, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you mean could the people? So it, it sounds like you from the previous halachas we read that that they do have a responsibility to their own city first, right? So it sounds like they should take it back and then give it to the people at home, right? Well, okay, I mean, subject to the Arach Shulchan's thing, that the Arach Shulchan says, like, ultimately, it doesn't mean you only fill up one tier and then go to the other tier. Like, you know, like, let's say, let's say these people are giving tzedakah to the people at home through their non-business funds. So then, yeah, they could give it to the city, presumably. Yeah, like, if they give it the main back use, you could do what you want with it. No, I don't think so. You could probably you could probably give it to the buying. I don't see why you'd have to. Yeah, what were you saying, Akiva? I was just saying it's just like a toll. It's like a what? Thing like a toll. Yeah, right. Stock a toll. Yeah. Are they also sharing the risks? So I'm giving you the sound like more like. Yeah, it it, it is. Uh, it sounds more like what rights the city has to collect taxes. But with Chaim's question, uh, I think that still is a question of like, how do you prioritize? Like, what agency do you have when they give it back to you about you know about 
agency obligation do you have about supporting your own hometown? Yeah. For some of my mind, I was assuming that they were they were just giving it to the other their city's authorities, not giving it to you. Yeah. I think they're going to you. I thought they're giving it that one tomorrow. Let's see. Well, I think we read it in Rashi. Right? Rashi. They, the business people, demand it from the Gabayim. Right. So they, uh, so it sounds like the people, the businessmen get it back. Not that it goes. It doesn't seem like there's more of in the market. It doesn't sound like there's one. I mean, I'm saying it sounds more like that than the Iran. That you're giving it to the business owners, not. Yeah. Uh, how did the Gemara say it? Uh, yeah, uh, they bring it with them. Yeah, yeah, right. They bring it with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty clear. Okay. Okay, so I think that takes. Oh, then we just said if there's a chavir, then he could distribute it however he wants. Okay, last halacha. Omer dinar So if a guy says, give $200 to the shul, okay? Oh, tenu safer Torah lebezakanesis, or donate a Torah, a safer Torah to the shul. Yeah. Yitnu lebezakanesis shuhu ragilbo. They should give it to the bezakanesis that he frequents, okay? So I guess the case is where he didn't specify which one to give it to. I, I saw someone in the in the Chabad.org footnotes. They said it must be he's on his deathbed, you know, because otherwise you would just ask him like, which one did you mean, you know? Um, unless you get into like Nadarim halachas about like who did he obligate himself to, but that doesn't seem to be the approach he's taking. Um, also, it's I mean maybe you could say it's yes no what the Lushan doesn't seem to express it that way. Right. It sounds like um, it's a matter of figuring out what his kavana was as opposed to what he obligated himself in. Like the Makpili says, you um, Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me just finish reading the halakha first. If he goes to two shuls, they should give to both of them. Um, if he says, uh, give 200 dinar to the poor, you give it to the poor of that city. Okay, so let's look at Makbili and then we'll take questions. Um, so Yitnu the Basakanasa Shuragabosh near she's Kavan Lazeh. So it seems like he intended for that. Yitnu Lishnehem, give it to both of them. In bar im hakavanashi kabuko echmehem machatiso. It's not clear whether each of the shuls gets half. She's kalku. What? Half the Torah? Uh no. <laughs> then that equals no Torah. Half of the 200 dinar. Um she's Khalku Bishim. Sorry. Oh no, 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 you're right. She's Chalku Bashimush Sefer Torah of Gudama, and they split the use of the Sefer Torah, not oh, the Sefer Torah itself. Oh, like they share it. I understand it's a Yeah. Well, the money they would they would actually split, but then if it's a Sefer Torah, then you can't split that. So they they share it, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't that they don't split it. They that they don't split it? Well, uh, from oh, because from the, the fact that you can't split the Sefer Torah? Yeah, the problem is like, or you say he gives like half of the amount of a Sefer Torah to each tool. Right, but you can't sell a Sefer Torah, right? Oh, right. Why, uh, uh, why, 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 why did you, you not be able to sell a Sefer Torah? Well, I don't remember the laws. Let's look at it after this. 
or you give the entire sum to both of them, meaning like you have to buy two survey Torah and give one to each. Yeah. So I, I think, I think we can agree that the Kavana here, that the uh, case here is where you don't know what the guy meant and there's no way to find out. The right. Or- the guy died or let's say like he put someone in, I don't know, in charge of his funds and you can't contact the guy. So really quickly, let's just look at the, um, the halachas of selling a safer Torah, I think are in Hilchus safer Torah or Tefillah. I think it's in Hilchus Tefillah for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. You can only purchase it. I think there's limitations. Yeah, I thought you went through all those there, but uh, that we did last year, but let's see. Uh, Okay, let's see. Um, this is much less of basic and this space midrash. Ah, thank you. Um, yeah, so let's read the whole halacha. Um, I will let's read it in the uh, good Rambam. Uh, Yud Aleph 14. <laughs> this is not doofus. Michael Mamre is not doofus. Oh, no. No. It, it's just uh, uh, this one is going to bring down all the gear sauce and uh, and uh, and this this one relies on the Yemeni manuscripts over the Ramam's own over the one based on the Ramam's own handwriting. And the Yemeni manuscripts are not reliable uh, in terms of um, they're not uniform. The, the the story is not the story. The facts are when Yemen got the the manuscripts, they sent. Um, they commissioned three copies from the the Rambam, and there are so they got three copies that went to Yemen, and the three copies are not internally consistent with each other. And so, so the way that Rav Shelah decides between them is if you have the one that is based on what the Rambam signed off on versus the Yemeni manuscripts, you rely on the one that the Rambam signed off on. Whereas Kafak will rely on on the Yemeni manuscripts, and he'll even rely on Yemeni Minhag over. The Ramam's own handwritten things. Yeah. Huh. If they're not wait, if the Ramam wasn't being Medaikas Lush, isn't that like as if he sent them three different Ramam didn't write them? I thought you said that Ramam sent three different versions. No, Ramam didn't send them. No, no. The, 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 Yemenite scribes went and commissioned three versions of the Mishnah, uh, three uh, three copies of the Mishnah Torah, and then they had people write them out for them and then they send them back. Ramam didn't write them in his own uh uh hand. Okay, there's really quick thing. I I really meant to go over this at the beginning of the year. Okay, so there's the the uh, Lahav deal, the Holy Grail of Mishnah Torahs, which we don't have. Which is there is a copy that the Rambam wrote himself in his own handwriting. Okay, in his own base midrash that he allowed people to come and copy from. Okay, and that was the one he was constantly updating. We don't have that one, and we don't know what happened to it. uh, But uh, but we we can trace like certain speculations about it. Okay. Then there's what's called either the Sefer Hamuga or the Oxford. Uh, yeah. Oxford 577 Huntington 80. Okay. Ah, yes. That is the version of the Mishnah Torah that was copied from the Rambam's handwritten Mishnah Torah. But we only have Sefer Ham, the Hagdama, Sefer Hamada, and Sefer Ava, and the Nusach Tfila from it, which is good. If you're going to lose any part of the Mishnah Torah, like don't lose those, you know. And that is the most complete, accurate version that we have. And then the Yemen, and that was copied by a Chacham. Okay, 
we don't know who produced the Yemenite manuscripts. It could have just been copyists who just like wrote down copies and the copies that went to Yemen are all internally inconsistent. So you've got two things going for you about the Oxford. One is that it was written based off of the Ramam's personal copy and it was written by Chacham. And, um, and it's also like, and also you don't have the Pagam of like the internal inconsistencies in the three Yemenite ones. Yeah, all right. Well, this, this will be a, a separate thing. Let's just read this uh, thing. Okay. Mutter lasso space kinesis base midrash. You can make a base kinesis into a base midrash. About base on midrash, you know, so you know, the base of kinesis. But you can't do the other way around. She kedusha space midrash yasir al kedusha space kinesis. The kedusha of a base midrash is better, is greater than the one of base kinesis. We go up in Kodesh, not down. You could sell a base Knesset to buy an ark. With an ark, you can buy the um, coverings of the Sefer Torah or the, the bag for the Sefer Torah. If you sell the coverings or the bag, you could buy Chumashin, which are the like individual scrolls of Rishi's uh, Shemos, etc. Umachru Chumashim lokachim sefer Torah, and you could tell Chumashim to buy a sefer Torah. Well, imachru sefer Torah in lokachim badam of ela sefer Torah acher. Okay, you can only sell the sefer Torah to buy another sefer Torah. Shein sham kedusha lemala kedusha sefer Torah v'chein b'mosreim. So that's what I was saying of uh, splitting a sefer Torah. What are you going to gain from that, right? Like you, you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna sell the sefer Torah to buy. Like, like to commission two other, like, you know, like so this, this, so the sharing the Sefer Torah is really the only viable solution, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, I mean, you could, I don't know, you could sell half of it and then, like, give it to them and say you could buy your own Sefer Torah from that. Yeah, right. Yeah, Is that only in the context of the individual I thought this was a, a thing in general from the Kedusha Sefer Torah. Uh, I mean? uh, let's see. I, I thought so. I don't really know, but yeah, I thought I, I thought those were. Uh, I, I thought this is even on an individual. I don't know though. Yeah, I guess, just, I guess if you say like, how is a sofa ease? Well, the sofa. I don't think is selling. I mean, is the sofa selling the sacred Torah? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I've never looked into that issue before. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like it. He doesn't say anything about who you're selling. Like, do you have to sell it to another shul? Do you have to sell it to like, Seemingly, you, I was saying, market? Like, I assume you could, yeah, I don't know about a non Jew, but you, I assume you can sell it to, uh, uh, you know, to anyone because, you know, it's missed for every Jew to write or. Or commission a Sefer Torah. Yeah. Okay. So, Blee Neder, how many weeks do we have? Uh, till Hanukkah. Till? Yeah, so just one, right? Just one. Yeah, oh, right? Because oh, Hanukkah, Yeshua's wedding is on the 26th, yeah, and that's the last day of Hanukkah. So Hanukkah, so, so this should be this should be good. So we, we can have, you know... No, we can't, right? And I'm saying, yeah, yeah. But I think Hanukkah took us a lot quicker than we thought when we did it two years ago. Um, uh, we'll see what happens this year, but we'll, we'll I think we'll... Uh, definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's true. Also, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, we had we had, we had many hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. 
If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.